You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Drinks with Johnny podcast on this very special Freaky Friday edition, where I'm going to be making a call back to this week's guest, Swerve Strickland, one half of the new AEW Tag Team Champions with Keith Lee, the Swerve in our glory team. Oh, man, it's been awesome getting to know this dude. We had a chat back in uh, the end of May when I was out there in Las Vegas for the AEW pay-per-view Double or Nothing. Him and Keith Lee had a tag team match then, but they were unable to come up with the gold. But just last Wednesday, uh, this team won again on Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS, where they came, again, they they became the tag team champions. And then just this last Wednesday, uh, Swerve and his uh, partner, Keith Lee, had a little celebration. Kevin Gates was out there. Oh, Swerve's calling right now, so let's, let's pick up the phone and see if he's recovered from the party. Hello, Swerve. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Sorry for the inconvenience with this phone. It's crazy. <laughs> it's all good. We got it. We got it all figured out. Instead of me calling you as I usually do, I just waited. You're calling me, so this works out perfect. Uh, last night, as uh, I was telling the fans in this little intro, you guys had a bit of a celebration for the, the new tag team champions, and some of it ended up on TMZ. I saw. Are you, have you guys recovered from the celebration? And I tell you one thing, like um, I didn't after the celebration and on television and the ring and stuff, we went me and my partner TZ for the Sorcery podcast and my hip and my rock group. We went right to the freaking studio afterwards. That's <laughs> our celebration. <laughs> so we went to the Stank on Your Studio afterwards, and we were there till like three in the morning, and then got on plane home till at like five. Oh shit, man! So you guys, you guys got straight in the studio after that. That's awesome. Did uh right. Yeah, man. Did you get some? Uh, what did you guys get done? Did you get a new track or just uh, progressing on something for the new album coming up? Um, so I'm working on a solo project right now, and I'm working uh, close hand with two producers. Um, one, Rich Lotta, who we've worked with in the past three albums that we've done for Swerve City, and um, a new producer, Prophet, the producer who's won two Grammys for his work on Kanye West Donda album. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's currently living in Atlanta. And so we were in Duluth, Georgia, which is like about 20, 30 minutes away from him. 
And he came to the show, and I was like, yo. So we booked a studio session at midnight, and he was like, you track down and come through? I'm like, yeah. So we rolled over there. Um, he, he has, like, incredible production. If you listen to the Donda album, the track's right. Jail, and the track that he did, Hurricane, with The Weeknd on there. Yeah. Like, his production is, like, next level, unlike anybody else in the industry. <laughs> so that was just, like, an opportunity I wasn't going to like waste man so how was the studio he's also the one how was that studio oh the, it, the studio's incredible like um we got a crazy discount and like we got to go in the booth like i got to um uh, rap in the booth and like work in the studio that like outcast recorded the stank on album in. oh shit yeah so they're all walking through the studio you're seeing like all the plaques and all the well, just the platinum albums all the soul train awards all the source awards on the wall and stuff, all the artwork from like all the, I remember looking like, what I, what I miss about music back in that time, the 90s and early 2000s, is like opening up a record or a CD case and like looking through the booklets and seeing all the artwork. <laughs> all that artwork from that album is like on the walls. And I'm like, oh man, I, it just brought me right back to a time piece and just being able to just like walk those halls and saying like, I, I'm actually doing work in here for an actual album and something that's for me, myself, you know? Oh, dude, that's got to be a great feeling. I know what you're talking about there, but yeah, it's, I mean, so was this uh, was this something that you just put together last night, or did you? Is this something that you were already working on demoing, and then you went into his studio to uh, lay down some tracks, or was this something that you just got inspired from from being there? Um, after you do something like after you do something like that with Kevin Gates on national TV, and it spreads like wildfire the way that it did right. across night. Not, not only just, like, the wrestling forums and media, but, like, across, like, hip-hop social media social medias and, like, going into, like, Shade Room, getting millions of views and stuff. It's kind of hard not to just, like, be motivated to want to do more and get on a level like uh, Kevin Gates to have that same type of influence in hip-hop culture. And AEW being so open-minded with just letting you, like, let, like being so open to, like, freely let him come in and do what he did, you know, stuff like that. So, like, that was, it wasn't, a, like, a plan. It was just, like, an idea, like, hey, Profit, come to the show. He's like, all right, cool. So he came through, and he's like, hey, I got a studio session if you want it. I was like, I do want it. So I just left, left the show afterwards, and, like, I was here to the studio and was just motivated from the high that I was on after the celebration with Keith. Oh, dude, that's rad. So, um, so that's how it came out. I mean, he's down there, obviously, uh, that was a fun, uh, fun little segment you guys had celebrating. Tony, yeah. Tony Nice comes out. He 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 pops him in the mouth. Uh, as you said, it's all over social media uh, on a Thursday morning, all over the place. And it's it's just a cool for me. It's one of those cool mo- moments in wrestling. I was talking to Darby Allen. I know you guys are friends uh, a little bit. And uh, he was yeah. talking about things that, like, he's like, man, we need more crossover. I keep preaching about this more crossover and stuff like that. And uh, it seems like you guys got it in this moment from uh, from Fighter Fest on Wednesday night and uh, with with uh, Kevin Gates. So you said you reached out to him and he was coming out, or what? What, what was the um, initial thing? Oh, there? for for the Kevin Gates deal, um, I was at a convention with my girlfriend uh, Jesse uh, Jesse Elevan, who's uh, Jesse Kamea in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing a signing in Jacksonville. It was like maybe a, a month and a half ago. And one of the bookies, uh, one of um, uh, Kevin Gates' bookies was there. And he he heard that I was there at the 
at the convention. And we had been there for hours, but he never saw me. It's literally like right when he was about to leave and it was like closing time, closing time for the whole convention. He's about to, I'm about to walk away and he just stops me. He's like, hey, bro, like he liked what I did in LA at the forum with Jeff Hamilton. Mm. And he saw that and he was like, man, that goes to show me, you know, hip hop and you know, hip hop influence. So how about this? I got a proposal for you. I work for and like on getting bookings and doing shows for Kevin Gates. What do you say we do something with him? NAW, you think that's possible? You think you can get that done or work with the communicate with Tony? I was like, say no more. Right. Say no more. I'll get a date locked down to you and we're going to make it happen. And I didn't have no hesitation. I knew exactly what to do and I knew exactly the effect it was going to have on the world and music, just him being there. And then the fact that Tony was all for him getting physical on top of that, Kevin was like, first off, the first, my first time meeting him was that day, earlier in that okay. day. Kevin was super smiling ear to ear. He was so hyped. He was so excited. He, had, he got a workout in early in the day. He didn't know what kind of physicality, but he was ready to go. Um, he took pictures of everybody. He was just such, in such a good mood because, like, being in the atmosphere of wrestling, it does that to you. Because right. even if you haven't watched for years, you, you, everybody, I feel like, has is a cause of wrestling fan at heart because they've seen it at some point in their lives earlier on, mm-hmm. and they, and wrestling has had such a big influence to a lot of people as children. Every like, so I think like just being in the environment, it's like literally um, kids walking in a toy store. But the but the toys are action figures and they're live, you know. That's what yeah. it feels like to people outside of our industry. So, and sure enough, he came through. It was just a perfect storm. It was a great time, and like especially being in Atlanta, Duluth, Georgia, like that, it was a perfect city for it too. Right, dude. So so you you touched upon that a little bit, but did you get a chance to talk with him? Was he? Uh, I, I mean, obviously you had a chance to talk with him, right? But. Uh, did did yeah, you guys yeah. talk a little bit about his his story through wrestling? Like, was he a fan before? Um, has he been watching AEW, or or was it more like you just described? Uh, he's he's watched it at some point in his life, in and out. Um, or is- yeah, he was he was familiar with a lot of the old school wrestlers. Right. Um, you know, he knows the Stone Colds, the the Rocks, and like he did he did um crack a big smile when he met Mark Henry. Um, oh hell yeah! And he, and he even like had a bigger smile when he met. And we got a picture with Sting of him and Sting out there floating somewhere. We're going to figure it out and get that posted at some point. I forget whose phone that was. We took the picture, but we got to get that out there because I think that'll that'll make even more waves. Right. Because that's just like two different worlds you wouldn't even think to collide in 2022. (laughs) I I think that's the specialty about these things. It's like, you know, at this point, I feel like a Snoop Dogg in the wrestling ring, that's our culture thing. We've seen it so many times over the last 10 years. It's like, yeah, like, well, we expect Snoop to be there. We expect Snoop to be with the New Day. We expect, or uh, expect Snoop to be with, like, um, you know, like, getting in the ring, doing something physical. We expect a Shaq to do something physical now. And yeah. at this point, we expect, like, a Wale to be associated with the New Day in some sort, because that's, like, culturally embedded. But you don't expect to see, like, a Kevin Gates, who's, like, more news, more newer school, um, more like super super cultured into hip hop and he's like yeah. super ingratiated not too like he's not very he's very mainstream but he's not too like poppy right you know pop music 
he's like very, very gritty hip hop with a sting or interacting with a Mark Sterling and a Tony Nese. I feel like that's the appeal because it's two different worlds and two polar opposites that you just wouldn't expect to see on screen at the same time. Dude, I totally agree. That was definitely not the pairing I would expect out of a Kevin. I mean, with you and Keith Lee makes sense like in that world, but then smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nese who, you know, have their gimmick against you right now and everything like that. It just seems like a very uh, juxtaposition kind of kind of play there, which I think you just nailed. And uh, I think that and what you just said is exactly right. It works. It works on so many levels, right? It works on so so many levels, and I, I I think I like that. I like the mixing pot of things, and that and I feel like AEW has the most dynamic roster of uh, characters, and not just athletes, but just actual characters and performers to make something like that special and happen. I totally agree. I love I, I love that you point that out, man, because it's it's been great as a fan and great uh, having this podcast and getting to befriend some of you guys. And, uh, you know, Darby was over at the house just last week while he was out for his Volcom thing, just hanging out. And we got to talking about just that, the, the diversity in the um in, in the roster is so fun because, you know, it's the buffet. It's it, everyone gets gets to be a part of something, yeah. you know, you have your favorites and everything. I think we even talked about that back in Vegas. Where are you at right now, by the way? I'm in Orlando, Florida right now. I'm back at home, getting my workouts in. And um, are you at the gym I, on right Saturday, now? I fly. Yeah, yeah, I'm right outside the gym. I did my little bit of cardio, came out here to make this call, and then I'll go back in and get some strength and conditioning done a little bit more. Nice. Uh, but the work never stops. And then Saturday, I fly to London for progress wrestling. Oh shit! Wait, London for yeah. that, huh? Yeah, actually, tomorrow I gotta drive to Miami for Rolling Loud because I got VIP pass for Rolling Loud. So I'll be walking around back there, see what other you know connections I can make to make some more viral videos and stuff, <laughs> and bring them to AEW, do some more wild stuff. My big goal would be like to bring like a Kid Cudi into something like that. <laughs> so, because like that's that's someone who hasn't been like really really ingratiated into the wrestling culture yet. Mm. So. And he's like one of the, like the biggest rap hip hop stars in the world, and like especially for this generation, major influence for what he's done for the sound of music right now. But like you know, I I, I don't even know what to expect. I have no expectations. I just go out to show face and be there. You don't get those opportunities if you don't if you're not there. Right. You gotta, and I think that's the first the biggest step. Just people wonder like, how do you make these things happen? I'm like, oh, I just I get up and go. You know, I, even if it's not convenient for me, I find a way to make it work. You know, dude, that's smart. That's hustling. That's part of hustling, right? You got to get out there. Yeah. Um, speaking on yeah. the music, though, real quick, uh, before I get to a couple of things that we talked about in Vegas, I want to follow up with you on. Uh, do you have? Uh, are you closer to finishing that solo album that you've been working on, uh, and have a release date yet, or is that still under the works? I, I that's this is going to take some time. I'm taking some TLC with this one. Right. And the fact that I'm on my own doing this, I don't have Teasy there with me in the studio. Like now I, he's there, but he's very hands off right now. He's just there okay. for like pretty much the support. But I, he, I'm just literally like, like I'm. I'll spend like four or five different sessions on one song, just to like, like I got to hear it in headphones. I got to hear it in the car. I got to hear it in the house. I got to hear it in the studio. Mm-hmm. And then I like find something new every time, but you know, you know how music is like, it's never a hundred percent, but you try to get as close to hundred percent, like acceptable for you as possible. Mm-hmm. But 
that's how like um, determined I am with making this project on my own. Yeah, you know, like I had the producers. Yeah, but I I had like a couple features like that I reached out for. But other than that, it's just me, and I'm uh, I'm expecting around springtime for everything to be like just really gelled out. I will say my first single will be very soon. I was like, so look for that in the next two months. I would say. Okay. Like August. Yeah. So, so we're in July going into August, maybe September. I'm going to expect, um, my birthday is September 30th. I might just drop the video on September 30th. Oh shit. On my birthday. How old are you going to yeah. be? So 33. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. And yeah, it's so, coming up. And September 28th, we're in Philly as well at the Temple University Arena, which is an amazing arena. The last time we were there, I wrestled Darby Allen on Rampage. (laughs) Shit, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So So I think that's like a good time for it, just for my first solo single. So uh, expect that around that time period. Oh, dude, I I absolutely will be checking out. Everyone listening will be checking that out. And then maybe when you have the the album ready that, that later spring, we can reconnect then as well. And follow up on that. For sure. Uh, really looking forward to that, man. Um, and Thank as you, you mentioned man. on the music, you. Man, you nailed it. Shit just takes time, man. And all the fans is, I mean, I love that the fans get excited for music when you talk a little bit about it. And they, you know, they, they want the teasers, but they don't really want the teasers because they want the fucking thing. And you're like, it's not done yet. So I know exactly yeah. that. We've been, yeah. we've been sitting on that. Like- we've been dealing with that one with our fan base for the last, like, I don't know, six years now or some shit. So... <laughs> I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. I feel like the cool thing for music fans is like, um, they, if they feel something for your music and your projects or whatever you put out, like music videos or singles, um, if they feel something and feel something about it, and when we talk about it, the fact that they could possibly feel the same way that we feel making it, I feel like that's what brings the fan base closer to you as a performer and the music. Yeah, man. So like, man, okay, we were on the same wavelength. Oh, I he was. I was thinking along the same lines as the performer was when he was making it. You know what I mean? It's like it's like watching a really good movie with a lot of like subtext and a lot of um, uh, messages. You hope that your 
you were right about the feeling that you were watching it and then you watch the director's cut and hear the commentary on it and there you were right on the money i feel like that's the fun for artists and fans listening to you know listening to other people's music yeah and talk about it too right getting into that um yeah the, the inspiration so real quick though before i let you get back to your workout which uh you know got to get in there i understand um when we were talking and we've been texting back and forth about this, you were putting uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother up against Friends when we had this conversation as sitcom shows. And I was, right. I was pretty All skeptical. Right. I was pretty skeptical on it, man, because Friends is like Friends and Seinfeld I grew up on. Right. I watched those as we talked about right. on Thursday nights, Absolutely. first airings, everything. And I got to say, when it, How I Met Your Mother, I love the cast, love the cast. I was like, OK. Jason Siegel, check, you know, uh, MPH, check. Right. It's a great cast, obviously. And then uh, I start watching it. I was like, swerve, man. I, I, I can't give you this one. I can't give you this one. About 25 episodes in, it, it hooked me. And now I'm like, I'm coming yep. up on season three. And I'm like, all right. I, I oh, really damn. Fucking, I really like this show now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm yep. watching through it now. Yep. The last uh I say I say I gave it about uh the last month month and a half I've been watching it finally on Prime Video. Yeah. So uh, you're 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 flying through them too. Oh, I got you're it, man. Flying through them. I got it, man. I told you I'm a sitcom uh, sitcom junkie, and like every night when I go to bed, yes. I'm still watching Friends and Seinfeld and shit at the end of the night because it's just it's one of those uh, turn my brain off nostalgia kind of things where I could like relax at the end of the night. Um, I'm not doing that yeah. with, with How I Met Your Mother yet, though, because I don't know it well enough. So I start with that. As I start to get tired, I switch back over to Friends or Seinfeld. But I have to say, sure. the first bit, man, those those first episodes were, were kind of tough to get through, though, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, the jokes were For like, sure. they were sent, th- those jokes were sent. Like, you, you knew, you knew, yeah. you knew the punchline before the, before they even started the joke, right? Absolutely. But I, I should have warned you. I was like, all right, around like season two or three when the cast really starts gelling. And I feel like the script kind of like gets a little more loose. Yeah. And I, what I like about them is like they always leave a good cliffhangers and callbacks on the show. Especially around the year at two and three, season two and three. And now, and now oh, yeah. Like you'll just start seeing callbacks to season one and two. And then you, you get later on. So, like it gets, it gets really good. I could see it getting better too. Like I could see, it like yeah, it just as you just said, man. It's take it. It took a minute for the for the cast to gel and the characters to really develop. I feel like that's kind of the case in, sure. every, in, in in every show. So I don't mean to be overcritical, but like I was like, oh man, how am I going to do this follow up call with with Swerve in a month and like be like, <laughs> man, you're you're wrong. That show sucks. But I I'm not saying that. It's a great show. I'm hooked now. But the the beginning was throwing yeah. me off. Oh yeah, yeah, it's understandable, <laughs> and like especially especially finding your favorites and who you like, and you know where you want to see their character arcs go to. Yeah, there's a lot of twists and turns that come, and like I feel like season four and five is where it really gets juicy, and that like I think their their comedies, their jokes just hit, and it's just like their timing just becomes really impeccable around season four and five. Uh, I can't wait to get into that, but I want to congratulate you as well because last it's it's last week you guys finally got the the tag team gold. I say finally, but man, it was kind of quick work for you and Keith uh, coming into the company and getting the gold already. Wait, but when we were talking in hey. Vegas, it was kind of uh, kind of 
it's kind of funny we can hear people in the background right now uh it's kind of funny though um oh yeah we were talking you're like oh hopefully next time we talk i'll have the gold and we were we were talking about double or nothing that didn't happen but the next time everyone's hearing us oh shit (laughs) we lost swerve there for a second see if we get him back on if he calls back all right looks like we got him back on let's see what we can do here you there buddy Yes, sir. Sorry. Paul oh, just good. dropped out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, man. We'll, we'll wrap this up. I know you got to get back in the gym, but I just wanted to say congratulations. And it was kind of uh, serendipitous in a lot of ways that this is the first. I mean, obviously, we've been texting, but this is the first uh, conversation we've had since that time in Vegas um, when you said, like, on the show, you know, hopefully next time we have the we have the gold. Next time we talked, you did have the gold. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't the same way, but but it, it still happened. How are you guys feeling now? How's Keith doing, by the way? Man, um, it, it was it was incredible. Like first off, it was a wild. It was just a wild uh, time. The day of the show, like hearing the news about um, when it, two of Keith's friends, close friends, and his uh, brother, um, with the with the health issues, him getting that news the night before, I believe, and then coming in the next day. Right. You know, um, uh, I was texting him if he was okay. He was like, oh, we'll talk in person. And then when we uh, got in person, you know, at the arena and everything, and started talking really about the show, we didn't even talk about the issues that were going on at home with them. We, we just, like, we went into a different mode and of positivity and good energy, and we carried that good energy into the match later that night, and it sparked good results, like great results for us winning the tag titles. And then I feel like that conversation we were going to have bled through into his post-match promo after we won the championship in the ring. Right. You know, it's on YouTube now. I feel like that's where we was, he was holding on to, and then he just released it then. And it wasn't just for me to share. It's for the whole world to share. And that's, like, who Keith is, you know. He doesn't really talk too much about his feelings or, like, what's going on in his personal life. He doesn't let those kind of informa- that information out much. So I yeah. feel like that was a real special moment for him, and I just, like, could do nothing but help support him and be happy, you know, just to be like, man, I, we did this together and I feel very proud to be like a partner with someone as, as he's, I feel like he's a truly a generational talent and to be paired in his career and his legacy and his, like his career, like his career like that as one of the, a, a championship partner, uh, championship tag team partner with Keith Lee. I mean, this man, I watched, I was in the arena when this man, came through with the Royal Rumble and based off against Brock Lesnar. I was in the arena. I was in the arena with Survivor Series when it was the last one left to go against Roman Reigns. Now I was there at Great American Bash when he won the North American and NXT Championship. Simultaneously unified the titles. I was there for all those moments. So I know I already know and I I know how great of a performer he is. Like I said, generational talent truly. And for to see like him truly carry like push through and carry on even in like a really really low point with his family and all that and still perform the way that he does and the way that he did that shows you why he's as successful as he is and he's going to continue to be as successful you know so like my, my it's for me it's like it's an incredible moment but it's more hats off to Keith Lee for pulling through and performing the way he did and you know, hats off to everybody in that match that truly stepped up their game to try to truly show that we're the best tag team division in the world of wrestling right now, you know, and, and the Bucks are the Bucks. They're legends in them, in the, by themselves. But like me and Keith Lee are just two singles guys that came together 
that really just combined our superpowers to make this team. And you have Starks and Hobbs who aren't really, they they tagged for, but they're not really known as a found like tag team like that. And for them to step up their game like that, the way they did, you know, was incredible. And they can be ranked as one of the best tag teams in any division, any company, any league in the world, you know? Right. No, dude, I totally agree. That match itself, the three-way tag match where you guys did win the title, was amazing in itself without even knowing any of that backstory. Obviously, Keith had posted something about his family. I texted him um, just to reach, just you know, just out of our new friendship, just, you know, putting out, you know, hope you're doing all right. Um, and, you know, as you know, uh, he... Uh, was was keeping it tight to the vest until that moment that you just said there. So, uh, you know, just just uh, all love goes out to both of you guys and you you saying uh, the two uh, stars that you guys are, single stars coming together. Uh, it really does complement each other very well. I talked to Keith about you guys early on making the reference of Kobe and Shaq and when you guys were having a little bit, uh, 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 the chemistry was a little off there. Uh, but then bringing it all together, I was like, oh, that that is that is Kobe and Shaq, man. You guys yeah. are the champions. I mean, man. you know, that's cool. Yeah, you know, Kobe Kobe threw a basketball at Shaq once in a while at practice, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then stop him from winning the championship and getting to the playoffs. No, no, but it, it, those didn't stop him from three times in a row, and it should have been four though. So you know, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah Pistons, yeah, motherfuckers, them damn Pistons, man, <laughs> motherfuckers. But uh, yeah, no, we we I know we talked a lot about basketball uh, back in Vegas too. So we'll have to continue this, man. Um, uh, thank you again for the time. I'm gonna let you get back to uh, working out and uh, hustling and getting out, getting off to uh, uh, those shows you were talking about, and getting up over to London, all that stuff. Everyone, keep an eye on Swerve. He's he's always moving. Uh, the Swerve City Podcast. You got uh, episode with Jericho coming out here soon, right? Uh, yeah, we're going to film it at the Jericho Compound, actually, coming up in the next couple weeks. Ooh, the so, Jericho Compound. I'd say, yeah, yeah, man. So looking forward to his idea, you know, his idea. And, like, literally after we I did the, the Jericho podcast with him, like, I, we were already planning this <laughs> then. Like, right after we got off the, because uh, we gelled so much, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, we got to share this content on the other side over here on the Source City podcast. So that's coming up soon. And we just got the... Uh, a lot of our back episodes put up on iTunes and Spotify now, so you can now listen to a lot of our older episodes. That you, if you, you know, if you've seen that they were on YouTube. Now you can listen to them on the car and on your headphones on iTunes, Spotify, Title, and all other streaming platforms. Awesome, man! Yeah, def- definitely go check that out, everybody. It's a great podcast. Uh, I haven't been. You're gonna have to tell me about Jericho's uh, uh, compound after you get back to it. I, I was at his house probably. 12 years ago now but he's in a different he's oh, in wow. a different compound now so i know i know that so uh, i i haven't been able to get out there to florida in a, in a while next time i go out there hopefully you guys are there too we could all hang out absolutely man just say the word i'll get there you know me <laughs> absolutely man all right we'll get back to that workout thank you for the time man we'll be texting and talking soon absolutely man all right talk appreciate to you, you yeah you likewise late and that'll just about do it for this week's follow-up conversation with Swerve Stick Strickland. Man, I'm a little sorry for that, the little... Uh, no. And that'll just about do it for this week's follow-up chat with Swerve Strickland, one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for taking that call. Man, we had a little bit of technical difficulties to get that one done. So uh, thanks to Swerve for being patient with that one. Uh, his cell phone was taking drop calls 
usually if you guys are uh, regular listeners of these follow-up calls, I usually make the call to them. His phone wasn't taking the calls. He had to make it out to me. So, And then a, a, a phone <laughs> a cell drop right there in the middle. But uh, we got through it. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. It was really, really fun for me and insightful to get into something recent like that. Kevin Gates being in uh, involved in uh, Fighter Fest on Wednesday night. So cool. I mean, that thing really did go viral on a lot of hip-hop social media, a lot of TMZ. I mean, just kind of social media in general. Uh, so if you guys didn't see that, make sure you go check that out. And looking forward to some more from Swerve, as he said, he's still still moving, still still hustling, got a lot going on with that guy. Uh, I was not lying in my posts and not lying in my uh, talking to him in, in all these episodes and all these chats. He is an absolute star. He gave a lot of credit there to Keith Lee, but and rightfully so. Keith Lee is limitless. He is amazing. Uh, but selling himself short there, the humility right there from Swerve was really cool to hear because this guy is a star. Uh, it, you know, sometimes sometimes uh, you meet somebody or have a conversation with them and, you, you know, you just kind of feel it. You just kind of know that, they, that they know what's going on. They have something different. They have that factor, that it factor that you hear about. To me, Swerve is one of those guys. He can do it all and he can do it all very well. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, getting to know him, befriending him, and having him here on the show. Hope you guys enjoy it. As always, till next time, cheers. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little, a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. And my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics... Um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.